Welcome to the Chasing Tomorrow podcast, episode 112, the start of the new journey between Don and I. I'm very excited to regen what we've been up to over the past couple of years. And today we're going to give you a little bit of background on, you know, how Don and I got to know each other, the magical journey since then, the plan going forward, catch up on a couple of topics of what's going to happen over the next few months as we end up 2022, and maybe even bit of a glimpse into what we have planned for 23. Um, and so it'll be getting to know us and we're going to enjoy spending some time with you. So Don, how are you this morning? I am doing awesome, Joe. I am excited to, uh, gosh, just selfishly recap our our relationship and, and the journeys and adventures that we've been on. It'll, it'll be a little uh, trip down journey lane for me, her memory lane. And uh, yeah, some exciting stuff coming ahead for both of us. So it's going to be fun to get into. Yeah, and I think you know, in some sense, this uh, this Patagonia announcement yesterday, which we're going to cover in our episode next week, because it, it's worthy of a, a complete episode. It sort of reminds me a little bit of, you know, the unknown in life. You know, like if you know too much about what's going to happen in the future, sometimes it would sort of be, you know, really not as fun and exciting. Meaning, like, so when I got introduced to you five years ago. And I knew of you only as this professional ultra runner guy. And I was launching this performance tea product called Energy. And I'm like, you know, we were told maybe you would try it and get on the phone with you. And I'm like, hey, Don, hi, I'm Joe. I got this thing called Energy. It's this natural plant-based performance supplement. It should help you, you know, with your running and your training. And then I know you're going to go do this bad water race. And you're like, yeah, 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 thanks. I talked to a lot of people like you who tell me all about your products and thanks. I guess I'll give it a shot. So I mail this stuff to you. And then uh, as is typical, I don't hear back, which is always what happens with the pro athletes. And I'm like, oh man. So finally I get up the nerve to like message you and call you. I'm like, hey Don, you know, you remember me? Like, I haven't heard anything. And you're like, oh yeah, I've just been busy. I actually really love the stuff. Yeah. That's how it started. <laughs> yeah, it was it was me behind the scenes using it in in all my runs and just getting so caught up in how great the product was. I I I totally overlooked the fact that I should probably email or call this guy back that had provided me with the product. So, um yeah, not not the best of starts on on my end just leaving you hanging, but uh it 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 kicked off what has like as you just said a, a five-year journey between the two of us. Yeah, I, I, you know, this is the magic and, you know, being somewhat, as I said to, you know, on the podcast, the intersection of curiosity encourages where magic happens. And, you know, I found that that year, you know, you were really breaking out into the real true leadership in the running community, go to do bad water, come in third. I kept remembering watching your little dot go along as I was tracking. And that year, Pete Kostelnik ran. He actually dropped out. And I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? This guy, Don, is in the lead. Yeah. The guy who's wanted and is amazing, he had to drop. And I'm like, what happened? And so, you know, for me, it was somewhat captivating to um, to get connected with someone of your skill and, you know, sort of determination. I think that's what always was appealing. And that's why I think we've been hanging out together because there's this 
kindred spirit, which is, you know, a lot of what this Chasing Tomorrow podcast is about, which is, you know, finding people who really at some level we're all relatively ordinary, but the choices we make provide for an extraordinary life if so we choose. Yeah. So to to, to go back and tell you a story, I don't know if you've ever heard this. Um, you said you were watching my dot and, and you're like, what what is going on? Well, the race staff of Badwater kept asking my crew, like, what is he doing? Is he like, did you expect him to be here? Um, because no, nobody knew my name. Nobody knew who I was at that point. Um, I, had a, I had a decent resume, obviously good enough to get into Badwater, but nobody expected me to be up, you know, competing for the, the front of the pack. And so, yeah, the, the race staff and, and the video crew was like, who, first of all, who is this guy? We, he's not on our radio or ra- radar to get footage of and like, what is he doing? So um, you weren't the only person thinking like, what, what's going on. Yeah. And, and, you know, we all know, well, maybe not everyone knows that. So why don't we tell people what bad water, how hard that race is? Yeah, it's 135 miles through Death Valley on the hottest week of the year. So, you know, you're pushing <laughs> pushing 130 degrees, uh, 135 miles of running with, I think it's like 18,000 feet of climbing. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 no joke. And uh, the, the relationship between Joe and I came about because this energy product is, you know, it, it helps the cortisol levels and it helps the stress response. And uh, what better testing ground than... 135 miles in 130 degree heat uh, to try to see how your body can regulate under stress. And obviously the result spoke for itself. And um, it's, it's been a product that I've used ever since. And um, you know, that's, that's not the reason Joe and I have continued this friendship, but it is just a, a really fun way that we've connected is, is me doing this really hard event and Joe having a product that, Hey, this might help. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is not a commercial right at all but what i think is really interesting that i found because what did i know like i was just a guy out trying to push the limits through my life and but it's really interesting and we're going to talk about this in different episodes that everything that we do makes a difference like our sleep makes a difference our nutrition makes a difference our training makes a difference our mindset makes a difference and they all actually have an impact like we could probably just pick those four and give them 25% credit for what's possible. And so you had made some really good choices on nutrition that allowed you to do something no one had ever done, which is to come in the top three on your first attempt at bad water. And because you have to actually understand that what the body is going through is just this massive stress, right? In every level. And so how ready could one be and how does one respond? And, and, but this is all about, you know, sort of like, how do you take your performance to another level? You have to think about it in these component parts. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not any one thing that, that makes success, um, both in running and in life. And, and that's, that's the really important element is, is what are, what are all the little things that I can be doing to make myself 1% more successful? And yeah, yeah, I, I focus a lot on that in my running career and my running life is okay. Um, working with the special to specialist in nutrition, working with a, a, a mobility specialist, like working on that 1%, but that's, that's not just athletics. That's not just running. That is, that's life. How can I, in my day job, how can I be 1% better today? Is there somebody that I can talk to in my staff that I can help them make our company 1% better? 
And that's, that's, that's kind of, I think the whole uh, idea behind this podcast in a nutshell is, is like, who are these people that are finding these different ways of getting 1% better in different elements of their life? And that's to get back to the, the idea of the podcast going forward. That's where I'm really looking forward to is, is finding these people that have figured out this 1% of their life that they can make better and how they can teach other people to do that. And I know, um, I've, Joe has helped me in multiple areas and multiple 1% uh, get better. And, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting learning more as we continue this relationship. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've had a hmm, hundred plus guests on the show always about choices they made. I don't think really anyone started with some privilege or some grant that, Hey, you're going to be this. It's just really about choices. And I think actually your bad water experience is a good one, which is that no one really knew who Don Reichelt was walking in there, but that didn't mean that you weren't equal to the task or yep. one of the best people out there that day. You know, we don't have to have this big name or resume and some massive multi-million dollar contract is the only that's not the definition of of who we are or what's possible for us. Yeah. And and to to close the loop on that story I told you earlier about the staff asking, like, did is he supposed to be here? Like, did he intend to? Every time anybody asked my crew that, they said, hell yeah, he is. Like this yeah. is exactly where he expected to be. Uh, because it was, I went into that race expecting to compete for the front and, um, and, and expectations are everything. If I went in afraid of the heat, afraid of the distance, afraid of the competition. And there were, I think there were four previous champions in that field and like it, it would have just already eliminated me from contention, but going in saying like, hell yeah, I deserve to be there. Hell yeah. I deserve to be running with the lead pack. Uh, it, it put that mindset where it needed to be, to be successful. Yeah. I do, you know, both of us sort of like running in the heat. And so, you know, I always have this sort of dream that one day I'll put my name in for uh, for bad water and, and give it a shot. But I don't think it's for the faint of heart. That's for sure. Yeah, well, you definitely have some resources in your back pocket that know that race pretty well uh, between me and Pete. And, and and I'm sure there's others that, that I can't think of right now. But, but you have you have a lot of finishes of bad water, uh, of knowledge at one yeah. phone call away in, in your Rolodex these days. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like, well, we've been, you know, you and I have done a lot of races together, supported each other and so on. We have a lot coming up over the next, you know, year. And I think you actually have some, I know you can't say a lot about it, but you got some pretty special stuff happening before the end of the year. Yeah. So, um, I'm really, I'm really big on the idea of, of, leaning into the things that scare me. And that's why I got into the sport and why I continue to, to kind of think about new things. And, uh, what's coming up in, in November is I'm, I'm teaming up with my apparel sponsor, 10,000 and, and doing a, a feat of strength. They have uh, a feat of strength series that are just kind of big, audacious, crazy things. And, um, I'm not going to say exactly what I'm going after, but it's, it's in partnership with, uh, 10,000 and assault fitness. And it's, uh, it's, it's going to be really hard, uh, which is what I'm looking forward to. Um, and it's going to be, it, it's going to be something that, um, to my knowledge, nobody's ever done before. So, uh, that's, that's what makes it scary and that's what makes it fun. And it's, yeah, it, we'll see what happens, but it, 
I'm training my, my legs off right now. I I'm putting in a ton of, of effort for both, uh, physical strength, but also mental strength because it's going to require it. And, uh, it's going to be a very special way to close out my, my competitive year. Mm -hmm. So maybe you should tell the 10,000 guys to use this curiosity and courage line, which is where magic happens. Cause that sounds like that's, what's going to happen in November because you're intently curious, but you need a lot of courage, you know? And I, I think yeah. that that is sort of, you know, maybe for the listeners, you know, you think about your own sort of journey and what is it that you're interested in? You know, when I started on this path 20 some odd years ago, which, you know, I was just a pretty much a normal white collar guy, not doing much other than work and family and realized that I needed to do more drive towards personal fulfillment. Now that I can say that because I didn't know that was what I was trying for then. But I always sort of set out, and this is a perfect sort of time of year to do this. Like, what is it that you want to do next year? Like, what's something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable for next year? To not just Don or Joe, but to the yeah. to the crew here. And, and then just maybe spend the next month thinking about that. What What would it be? Is it running a 5K? Is it hiking up a mountain? Is it, I don't know, someone might want to canoe across the Atlantic for all we know, but, but just like do some, the minute it starts to feel uncomfortable with whatever the idea is, then go a little deeper. Yeah. That's living, right? Like, like finding that edge of comfort and, and pushing it just a little further. And, um, I, I always challenge myself and think about the, the phrase. And, and I saw this on a, a poster the the right before I got into the water for my first Ironman. And it said, the day will come when you can no longer do this, but today is not that day. Yeah. And, and that mantra goes through my head pretty much daily thinking about, you know, I've been, I've been given this gift to be able to run pretty, pretty far and pretty hard and pretty fast. And I don't want to sacrifice that by saying like, Oh, I'm good today. I'm going to take a, you know, whatever I, I, I have accomplished enough. I'm, I'm okay. Um, no, I want to know that whenever, whenever my last day on this earth comes that I can look back and say, you know what, I, I pushed myself and I, I did the things that I wanted to do. And I know where my limits are. And I, I don't want to be in that situation where I look back and wonder, like, could I have, could I have gone a little further? Could I have pushed something? Could I have done this? So um, that's, that's my challenge to everybody is think about what, what are those boundaries? What is, what is that definition to you that is, that is really living? And what is that thing that, that does scare you because the things that you'll remember most at the end of the day, I think are the things that scared you going into it. And, um, gosh, the, the, the races that I remember the most are not the races that went perfectly, that, that were successful, that were triumphant. They're the races that I went through absolute, you know, absolute hell to get to the other side. And I still made it. And like most recently, finished 77th at Leadville. I did not go to Leadville to finish 77th. I'll tell you that. Um, but Joe is there. He saw firsthand what I went through to get to that. And that finish might be the most memorable hundred mile finish that I have. Uh, just knowing the the journey that it took me to get, uh, get to that finish line. And, um, it, it doesn't, you don't have to be a hundred percent successful to have success. And I know that probably doesn't sound, uh, super, uh, super, it doesn't make sense off 
topic, but think about, think about it for a second. You can go through tough patches. You can fail and still come out successful. And I think that's in the long term, thinking about challenges and putting yourself into discomfort, like you're going to fail, you're going to go through hard patches. And um, that's, that's in my mind, more of a success than somebody that just does the easy things every single day. Yeah. And I think that there's this element, which, you know, we all sort of can learn as we go along is, is, isn't it, it's better to experience than not to. And the more that we do that, the, the better we realize the resource we have to put to use, which really makes it for a much more satisfying life. And I think that that's what happens when we become more productive. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like we're choices that makes someone better or otherwise. It's actually just deciding, you know, that you want to, you know, we always say like, you can do more than you think you can. And it's sort of a uniqueness, like, why do we think we can't? It's the question. Right, right. So no, can we do more than we think we can? I want to circle back. You you mentioned learning how to have, uh, you know, spend time with family and enjoy life and, and do different things. And, and that I think that's a perfect segue into what you're doing next weekend. Um, so you, you're heading down to Arizona with some family and I'll, I'll, I'll let you mm-hmm. tell everybody what's what's up immediately next for you. Yeah, we're going to ride in the Chino Grinder 120-mile gravel bike race from just around Prescott, Arizona, doing it with my two daughters, Julian and Kimberly, and then their friends, Tyler and Jake, and all five of us are going to, none of, other than me, there isn't anyone in that crew who's ridden 120 miles in any one stretch. I think maybe the most any of them, well, not. Everyone did the the White Rim Trail years ago, which is 100, which is also a pretty wicked ride if anyone ever wants to try something that's completely epic and spectacular. Uh, one loop out of Canyonlands in, in Utah. But yeah, we're going to work as a group to accomplish something that probably individually would be hard for anyone because there is a time cutoff of 12 hours and you have to get to the midpoint wow. in six hours. And it's going to, you know, grinder is actually like really what it is going to grind us. And we're going to work as a team, be supportive, know that sometimes someone will feel good and someone won't and just be there. Like, this is where I think my experience, you know, it'll be interesting. We'll all hurt in the last 30 or 40 miles and I'll probably be the most comfortable because I'm sort of used to that. But it's, it is one of these things. The other thing, Don, is that I think we all have somewhat of a, responsibility to help people get to some stuff they wouldn't be able to otherwise, right? It's not like always running the fastest. Um, it's out supporting each other. You went and did that with P. Kostelnik at the Mogian Monster this past weekend. And that's what we're here to do, right? Yeah, it's 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 something that as I've gotten later in my competitive career, I've I've realized that there I can get just as much by pacing crewing that I can from racing. And so I've, I, I did earlier in the year, I did 35 miles of pacing on the hard rock course and crewed all day before that. And then, yeah, just this past weekend, I was down with, with Pete Kostelnik and, and I, I was a one man crew and pacer. So I, I crewed him solo for the first, uh, first 55 miles. And then I jumped in and, and ran the last 45 miles with him. 
uh, to get him to that finish. So it's, it, it is a, it, it's really cool how this sport that can look so individual and so selfish at times can really truly be a team sport when you look at it from a different lens. And so Joe, like you going down with your daughters, how, how cool is that going to be that you guys are going to work together to make sure everybody gets through their low patches? Um, it, it is so much more than just a, an individual sport when it comes to endurance. Yeah. And what's also interesting, you know, cause we'll talk a little bit about Cocodona next year and I'll be there and we'll have a bunch of us there, but you don't even just have to have friends. There's people who will just yeah. help you. Cause that's what happens in this, you know, there's nothing wrong with Ironman or any other sport, right? Marathoning is fantastic. All of this stuff, pickleball, it's all great. Like yes. I just, whatever you choose, but there is a really interesting uniqueness when you get to these ultra distances, because while, you know, both of us have done unsupported races and know how to finish that, that's not the sort of the ethic that is underlying right. this is a community which is what really attracted me to it it was like this community of people who are trying really hard stuff who want to be with each other in these crazy interesting events yeah it's 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 really special the the community aspect of ultra running and ultra endurance and cycling i perfect example this is kind of a funny story that happened from ogion this past weekend as i was i was sitting around waiting for Pete to come through the first crew zone. And I, I met this guy, he, he goes by T-Bone, um, really awesome ultra runner dude out of San Diego. We were just chit chatting for like probably an hour and a half or something like that. And so I said, yeah, see you later T-Bone. Like he was out there crewing and he was about to pace for this, this friend of his. I didn't, he never told me his name. He was I'm pacing. So long story short, we get to the, the finish line and Pete and I had parked a car about two miles away from the finish. And then the other car I left 40 miles from the finish because it's point to point. And I had to rush back to get to a flight. So we're like, oh gosh, we're going to have to find somebody to like drive us to Pete's car. And we're, you know, we're both really nasty. So not, not a super appealing ask for somebody to let us in their car. So I get, I, we get to the finish and um, I see this guy, Jason, who I had cleared the hard rock course with. And Jason was like, Hey Don, like, what's up, man. And then all of a sudden T-Bone walks up. T-Bone was there to crew and pace Jason, who I knew from, <laughs> from volunteering at hard rock. And Jason's like, Hey man, like, like, let me like jump in my car. I'll take you there right away. Like not even like no questions asked. So that's, that's a kind of a, what I think is the perfect story of how quickly the ultra running community can come together. And, and like how close we are is that, like the guy that I met at the first aid station is their crew and the guy that I knew from hard rock and they're both from San Diego. So, uh, kind of a, kind of a really funny story when it all comes down to it. Yeah. And an entry point for the listeners. Cause you know, listen, I can remember when I heard someone ran a hundred miles and I'm like, that is literally impossible. I can't even drive a car a hundred miles barely. So this is, and it was years of like my sort of like, that's the most ridiculous idea. They're, what's so cool, like we're going to go down in January for a cold water rumble just outside of Phoenix. So they have a hundred miler, but then they have a 50 miler. They have a 50, they have a 20 miler. They have a 10 miler. They have a four miler. All of us can be there together. Yeah. 
in, on the beautiful trail, doing whatever distance, being part of the community. There's, there is no obstacle anymore. And then if you grow into more, great. But you can then get this vibe hanging around being part of it. That's the coolest thing is that we've opened it up smartly to not just this extreme stuff. Right. And that, that race is, it's the perfect way to kick off the year. I think we've done it, what, four years in a row or something like that now. Um, Cause like Joe said, there's, there's so many distances that whatever you're comfortable jump in. We've had, we've had people in our group do their first ultras there. We've had people go out and, and, and win multiple races there. It's, it's, it's across the board. Um, last place, first place, first distance, whatever. So we're, we're, we're going back this year. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a group, anybody listening, reach out, we can help coordinate and get you down there. Um, it's, it's an amazing race. It's such a fun way to kick off a season because it's, mm-hmm. it's usually Martin Luther King weekend. Um, so you have a long weekend down in, in Arizona. And if, if you live in snow country, it's, it's a fun reprieve from the cold misery. Um, but that's, that's just a, it's a fabulous race and it's fabulous because it's, it's a loop course. So no matter what distance you're doing, um, you're going to loop through the start finish line. And if your friends and crew or whoever have finished already, they're there waiting and cheering and and seeing you out. Um, so that's, that's another reason this race is so special is because it's not a, like, you know, you're out on your own for long stretches of time. No, you're, you're going to see people and you're going to see the, the, the friends that have finished, maybe that went shorter. And if you're going longer, uh, you know, you get a just see the same stuff and it, and it goes back and forth. So it's not super repetitive, but I, I can't speak highly enough of that race. I, I think it's, it's a perfect way to start your year. Um, again, cold water rumble. If, if you're thinking about it, reach out to Joe or I, we, we have a lot of experience on that course and, um, that'll definitely be how we kick off our, our 2023 season and full disclosure. I was kind of thinking of I was going to go one way or another, but I was kind of thinking of not racing, but just talking about it and, and feeling all the, the feels. I, I think I've talked myself into to racing something there. Um, I literally told Joe like 30 minutes ago that I didn't think I was going to race. And and now I've, uh, I've just talked myself back into it. So uh, cool. join, join me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll be out there. Uh, I did the 50 K it's actually a little further than the 50 K, but I just love the course. I think that January in Arizona is like one that you just get, even if it's only 60, 65 degrees, you feel like you just hit summer. It's one of the best things ever. We'll we'll also just continue to tell people about our race calendar for the year. Uh, What would be really fun is to find any of them where our listener comes up and meets up with us. Cause it'll turn out that at least three, actually all four of our races that I know I'm doing, we'll be there together um, next year. That's for the first half of the year. We don't even know the second half of the year yet, but we'll be out there. We'll probably do some live stuff from the events. Yeah, like absolutely. I did from Biggs last year and, and that we did down in um, Cruel Jewel. So you'll, you'll get to know we're out there and we'll, we'll just keep this vibe going. Uh, and of course, it won't only just be about running uh, to our listeners, you know, that's just one part of what we're doing, you know, the nutrition, the sleep, the community, the mindset, we'll have people who, you know, one of the guests we're going to have on over the next month or so is a, a very, very good friend of mine. She's written nine books on dreams and she's a dream interpreter. And Love so it. getting a sense of that and, you know, just 
a whole host of different kinds of guests, you know, that will make this continue to be compelling and interesting. And hopefully you'll continue to come on the journey with us. And so, uh, you know, but let's just remember, we still have, you know, October, November, and December to finish our year strong. You know, I, I write about this all the time, you know, let's not squander the time. Time is the best asset and probably the most important decision we make is how I use our time. So even if we set goals just for the last three months of the year to sort of finish strong, that would be great. Um, I know you have some big stuff going on. I got this Chino grinder thing and then probably going to do a couple more short distance races before the end of the year and just have some fun. Absolutely. And um, for everybody that that knows me and, and Joe, I'm, I'm sure you know this about me is I'm, I'm really big on short-term positivity and, and finding like always something positive. And, and so I, uh, I, I'm going to bring something new to the podcast and I'm going to ask everybody, and I'm just going to start it with you, Joe, at the end of the episode is, is what, what's the, what's the thing that over the next week that you're most looking forward to in your life. And I think it, you've probably already told us what that is, but, um, you can, you can say that and maybe give us a bonus one. Yeah, well, it's for sure. I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to getting out into Arizona and riding the, the Chino Grinder. Um, but the other one is that, you know, it'll have passed by the time we post this. But today's my dad's birthday. He's still uh, alive. He's happy birthday. Old. Yeah, like I'm so privileged and blessed to have, you know, him still around at this age and he's got his wits and uh, um, just that's probably one that I'm going to see him on the weekend and we're going to take him out to dinner and just have some fun. So that's my big other sort of like, I'm really grateful for. That's amazing. And it's, and, and it's, it's answers like that are reasons that I ask questions like that to people is because it's, it's sometimes it's, it's, it's weird to share be like, Oh, by the way, it's my dad's birthday. Um, but like, I, I know most people that no nobody else is going to see this, but when Joe was talking about his dad, he had just the absolute biggest smile on his face, and um, it it made me warm in my heart to 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 see Joe talk about his father. So um, that was that was really you, cool. Yeah. So before we close it out, your what's you looking forward to? Yeah. So uh, there's just uh, it's funny because it's it's almost something I'm looking forward to that's not happening. Is is I've. I've had back to back to back to back weekends that are just really full recently. And this weekend ahead is there's really nothing planned, uh, which is really exciting for me. Um, that's very rare in my life. And um, it's, it's my wife's last weekend off before she starts a new job next week. So um, her and I are just going to, going to hang out. Um, there's a, Oktoberfest celebration at the local brewery. We're going to go and, and have a beer and just, just kind of have a really relaxing weekend. And that is very rare in my world. That's beautiful. Yeah. That just says exactly what we want to always be about, right? It's, it's not always about just yep. more and it's about yeah. you know, really enjoying each moment. You know, uh, I'm so looking forward so whatever it is, the next hundred episodes or all of that done with you, um, appreciate, you know, Hey, Dave's recovering well, he's doing, you know, a lot of stuff that's getting reset in his life. So we're happy for him. We'll, we'll get him on the podcast one of these days when he's ready to start talking more about what he did over the summer. Um, but you know, in some way it's sort of fun that, uh, we get this transition moment and absolutely for all of our listeners, we so appreciate you 
giving us some of your time every week. We will publish every Friday. That's our goal, unless somehow the world spins backwards and we can't get that out. But that's what you should count on from us. Please send us, uh, you know, either through the podcast or, you know, it's joe at performancetea.com or don at performancetea.com. Those are easy ways to get a hold of us. Suggestions, thoughts. Um, we'd love to just have you come on this journey with us and chase tomorrow with us. Yeah. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening. And I am so much looking forward to picking up the torch where, where Dave left it off and getting these next 100 episodes under our belts. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>